from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right. Let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Guess what decision we're about to make. Horrible decision. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome. And when I say welcome, the emphasis is on come to horrible decisions, baby. And I'm really excited because we have a guest that we've been wanting to have on that a lot of you have sent in. But before we get to him, let me tell y'all who a bitch is because I'm that bitch. I'm your girl, Mandy B, a.k.a. Pet Stallion, a.k.a. Full Court Pumps, a.k.a. Dead Bitch. Hi, I'm Wheezy. Welcome to another episode of Horrible Decisions. We're here shooting in New York. You know, we've been virtual. We've been in L.A. We've been doing in Vegas. Out. We've been doing a lot. So finally, we're back in the city and we're sitting next to a man that I know from one clip. <laughs> who was the interviewer? Was that the super duper humble guy mm-hmm. who we actually had on? Who really, your clip to me made that, damn, I feel like everybody found him from that clip. So it was so cool to see the guy behind the clip. Everybody, everybody literally tagged you. And we'll get into also that clip later. Don't even want to share what it is right Phenomenal now. Phenomenal clip. Listen. Wait, what do you mean don't share what it is? No, because it's, did you not read the outline? I got the outline. We don't need to not say no, it. I want to get into it, but I want to know how New York was. Let well, me know. What's your name? Let Let's me start know. With that. We have the naked trumpeter in the building, y'all. We have the naked trumpeter. <laughs> 
AKA Eli, we're going to go be, be we're going to go back and forth with it. We're going to go back and forth with it. Because you got clothes on today. That's what you said. I mean, if you call me naked trumper, I mean, I can get undressed, but I don't know See if that, what I mean? I don't okay, know if this so is appropriate we got Eli this, this in the building. Okay. I don't know if we can post this on YouTube if okay. you don't have clothes. I'll, I'll keep my clothes on. Um, Do you have shorts on? <laughs> he said, I'm free. We could go for nipple. I am. But anyway, go ahead. Calling. Um, So before I guess we start and get into it, uh, how has New York been treating you? It's good? Listen, New York always treats me lovely. Always Ooh. treats me lovely. It's, it's a great place to be. Why, what's so good about it? How I treat you lately? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so about that physical touch moment you know, we made you stop saying? You know, so what I find is like, so you all know how you look. And sometimes you get to be objectified for you have a large this or you have a small that. So last night I just um, was able to touch someone everywhere on their body. And um, kind of like the love handles, the fupa, the back of the calves, the back of the knee, the feet. Like the turkey wings, all the parts that most people just What's avoid. What's a turkey wing? The, the, when oh, when, yeah. When you're when flying. You're, when you're, oh, yeah, oh, I got that right when I hit but, but it doesn't matter how how big or small you are. But as far as touch, most people touch where touch you where? Tits, ass, you're right. So when someone touches your entire body, it, it's a somatic experience. So it brings you out of your head. Ooh. And then you have to think about, you don't always want to be objectified. You don't want to be, oh, I have a big ass, so just touch me there. So a lot of times when people interact with each other, they're only touching certain spots. Mm. So when someone touches you in a place that you may be uncomfortable, if they do it in a way that you can tell, like, this motherfucker likes this, it makes you feel a way. Wow. Well, what's crazy, too, is the things that you do sexually don't always involve penetration, yes. hands, or toys at all. The naked trumpeter. You actually really play the trumpet. Yeah. I actually have it. You have the trumpet. Yeah, I'm not, oh, I've I would, never I seen it in you, a pussy. I ain't gonna hold you. I would tell you to, to to grab the trumpet. The problem is, I've seen where you have placed that trumpet, and so I want to talk Jesus. about that. You have more than one. <laughs> that's why I'm like, now I you clean your, my trumpet. Keep the trumpet, trumpet in the trumpet? case. Yes, this is my personal home, but I clean my trumpet. Keep the trumpet in the case, sir. That, that's. That, I do want to know. So you play the trumpet. I do. And you play the trumpet on. It's not like you just play it at a club, right? You play the trumpet on other things. Can you please share the first time you pulled the trumpet out in a sexual place and what you do with your trumpet and why? <laughs> so listen, um, the, the funny, I have to tell the story this way. Uh, yes. You, it, it, the, contextually, it wasn't my idea. It wasn't. Oh. Um, I was talking to my mother and my mother is a dom. She's uh, in the sex work. Um, so she was like, hey, have you ever thought about putting your trumpet on the ladies? And I was like, no, why would I do that? And she was like, well, is there anything that you do as a trumpet player that enhances you sexually? And I was like, yeah, a lot of stuff. And she was like, well, put the trumpet there and let me know how it goes. So I was like, all right, Ma, I'll do that. Is she a musician too? No, she's, no. She's, she's a dog. Well, she's I, a dog. She, I mean, she, I know, she, she, played violin. Play she played violin, she played piano, but she's not actively a musician at this point. And so I did it uh, in a session and I was like, and I, I asked her if she liked, she's like, it felt like a vibrator, but it was just different. And so uh, musically, when you give, give someone a sound, but have certain frequencies actually respond to your body a certain way. So when I put it over your vulva, it is the, the equivalent of a vibrator. Do you consider it a sound bath? It is. Um, even when I play trumpet for myself, I'm tuning my body with the music. It's like saying ohm. Mm -hmm. When you chant, you're tuning yourself. But imagine me doing like this. It's the same thing. It's a vibrator. So whether I turn my mouth into a vibrator, I turn the trumpet into a vibrator, if you like vibration, you're going to enjoy what it. What song gives the best response on the pussy? It's not really a song. It's more of a tongue emotion. Well, he thought you were playing America the Beautiful. No, I said that. Oh! 
What? It was just a gift. Is, is there a song? It was actually Daniel Caesar get you. That's that that that's what I was playing. That's what I, I was actually playing. You know yeah. what's crazy? That is like one of my favorite records to fuck to mm-hmm. of all time. I had to do a sex playlist and get you by Daniel Caesar, even though I know people tried to cancel him. Is one of why my, did people try to cancel? He was uh because he talked about something about black women. He was sticking up for somebody online, but he's canceled. Like nobody fucks with Daniel Caesar anymore, and it sucks. But I really like that song. I like everything he does. Oh. And I told you, no one's really canceled. Maybe they just don't I like don't. any of his other shit. No, he has some good shit. His music is really fucking good. How did he good. just get canceled? Bro, I and He was canceled during I gotta uh, get back the pandemic. On Twitter. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Twitter, went on yours. And that was a really fun hole I fell in for 30 minutes. Wow, you spent 30 minutes on my Twitter. I just Your couldn't page, stop. I was, I was on the phone with someone I'm dating. And I was, uh, I just only knew your clips. So I just wanted to look. And, you know, we always check out our guests before an episode. I was like, damn, this Trump shit is crazy. And then I kept going and going. And I think that you had probably the widest range of, like, hitting everything in sex work on a Twitter that you could possibly have as a man. Yeah. It's what it it's, is. I'm sorry. I don't know your pronouns. No, no, you no. Have, I, it's you they do them. have that. It's they them. Um, but for me, it's, like I tell people, I don't, I don't have a persona. It's like the naked trumpeter is just... I'm telling you that I'm a nudist that plays trumpet. That's it. Because you um, do have some where you literally are just standing naked playing your trumpet too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's not another person involved in the video. Not at all. Right. And what you, like, so you said, um, Get You is one of your favorite songs to have sex to. Yes. Think about it this way. Um, attention is something that we all see, being humanized. So if I'm giving you eye contact and I'm playing a song for you, mm-hmm. and I, you recognize the time it took for me to actually do that. You recognize the planning that it took the execution. So it's attentive. It's being attentive. In your everyday life, even if you're dating somebody, dealing with somebody, how often is someone actually planning and executing something for you where you all you have to do is show up? Right. So in my sessions, that's what it is. That's basically what it is. It's a conversation. Of what do you like? What are your yeses, your noes? What are your fantasies? What things actually turn you on? And half of them aren't sexual. It's like most of the time when you think about. Do you find that that takes more effort? No. If they're non-sexualized. So no. no. It's be, it seems like sex could be easier, I feel like, in sex work. Like if I had to do girlfriend experience type shit, I feel like I'd be more stressed out than just having to have sex. At the end of the day, you want to be humanized. You know, sex is is secondary. Mm-hmm. Connection is the first thing that's needed. Mm-hmm. So let's say if I want to take both of y'all on a date, I have to convince you that I see you as a human first. You're used to somebody like, oh, she got a fat ass. So like, you are, she, she knows what she looks like. You know what you look like. You know, oh, I got this and this. So if I tell you that, you're like, okay. I, I know. I know. Look like I put on his outfit. I put on the makeup, the earrings. Mm-hmm. So when you're able to see somebody's human, it's just their character. It's not what they look like. And so for me, regardless of what we're doing, when I do that with you, you're open to everything. The way you get to have sex on the first date is seeing someone as a human, not seeing them as anything beyond that, not objectifying them, but making them feel felt and seen and heard. And when you could do that, everything that you could think that you possibly want to do, you're open to. I think that's a very mature way to view it. Only because, like, I do think now in dating, everything is so instant um, that I don't think that many people do humanize the people they date. They objectify first. They look they look first. Right. Mm-hmm. So they go after what either makes their dick hard or what make as a woman, what makes them wet. Like, I think we are still very visual creatures. And I think because of social media and because of technology, it's removed people from knowing how to communicate like just humanly and look first. I'll say even with my ex, like the best thing that I think that made him number one in our sex was actually how he used to stretch me after. That was something that I had never really gotten from another partner. Like someone really taking care of 
I know I just fucked the God shit out of you. Let me make sure that you can still move during the day. So let me open up your hips more. Let me make sure your back isn't hurt. Cause, but that's a you know form I mean? of, like, of someone seeing you as a human. It's a form of a, somebody being attentive. Right. And I think that's what I'm saying. For mm-hmm. the most part, I don't think men are that thoughtful. So I think how, how you said the experience that you had with someone where you where you gave, you know, intimacy to every part of their body. Mm-hmm. A lot of women don't get that treatment. And you know that because that's why that was very special to that person to even be able to feel that. Even just cuddling. I love cuddling. The, the thing about it, think about this. If your only love. value is the food that you can cook and your body, that means I only like you for two things. It has nothing to do with you as a human. Mm. If the only time I call you is when I want to get inside your body, you, you, you recognize and what that is. When, when having sessions, do you ever have virtual sessions that turn into non-sexual? And when they are virtual, how, what does that look like? Because in person, it's really easy to give, um, you know, show intimacy in ways that may not be like touching genitalia. But what about when they're virtual sessions? Are we touching right now? Don't try to fuck me with your ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> I'm being serious. Are, seriously, are we touching right now? No. How do you feel about the conversation so far? I mean, I'm enjoying the conversation, but it's a genre that I like to speak about. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, how do you feel about the conversation? I'm being serious. Oh, the conversation with all three of us? I feel <laughs> splendid about it. Right. No one else in the room matters. I'm talking to you. I know, but I'm saying like. Ooh, I like, I like, I like the redness of your cheeks. I like Look, that. oh yeah, no. You are, you are getting a little frazzled. Bitch, I don't get frazzled. Okay. All right. I was asking something really specific. And I'm asking that because. One of the only things that I've ever heard a dom or someone that has sessions virtually do was ignore sessions. And I thought it was so crazy. It was Carmen Life, uh, Lisa Splitson. We've had her on years and years ago. But when she talked about that, she was like, people loved it. People felt like I really catered to their needs by that. And it's ironic because you're being ignored. I have a question. What do you like to be called? My name? Like Wheezy. Outside of that. Like a pet name? Anything that you like to be called. Um, Gila, which is my first name, but... How do you like to be touched? Uh, it depends. Okay. It could be soft, it could be hard, like, I vary. Tell me something I can't guess about you. Mmm, something you couldn't guess. I'm introverted? Interesting. I believe you. I was gonna say she can't eat baked mac and cheese. <laughs> you ain't know that, did you? A lot of black people are lactose <laughs> She allergic to eggs. Difficult bitch to go out to eat with, baby. Actually, no. You wouldn't have known that, huh? It's, it's actually easy to go out to eat with somebody. You find you're you interacting is so go back to humanness. You figure out what the person likes they don't like. Mm-hmm. You don't do things they don't like. You do things that they're interested in that you mutually enjoy, and you figure out their their blueprint. And if it's difficult, shouldn't be hanging with them, motherfucker. I'm gonna be real. Yeah. You ever find that sometimes people have like very simple yeses and nos, and you feel like they're the biggest thing in the world? That's somebody you really can't be hanging with. Like, mm. whenever I notice that, when someone's like, what I like is very simple, but it's hard for me to do, just even friendships, platonically. I'm like, this just isn't for me. Oh, it's yeah. Not I do me. that with time. If I'm around someone who's just constantly always late, it, I just let them know this does, this does not work for me. And it, like, will build resentment. I do not like people that play with my time. And I've shared that with my partner. Like, I've shared that with my, 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 uh, my co-host, I've shared that with just about everybody in my life that time is one thing I do not play with and I do not take lightly. And so if it's if if 
it's someone who is just constantly always going to show up or be late. Slow, slowly, they'll start being removed out of my life. Like I'm very, I'm very quick to tell people like that's a big thing for me. But that goes to being intentional. But that's what I'm saying. And again, treating me like a human. If it's one thing that you know I absolutely hate, to me, I I literally draw the line and look at it as a sign of either disrespect or that you just don't give a fuck about me because I've vocally I, I vocalized that this is something that drives me crazy and that I do not like. And so if you don't even try to be on time for me, then that's how I take it and that's how I perceive it. And then you're, you know, you got to go. I think I'm very big now with vocalizing the things that bother me. Um, I did that with my last relationship and I've been learning how to like create boundaries as well. But to me, vocalizing the things that you don't like when you're in a relationship and you see that the person that you are with Mm -hmm. is not even attempting to make up, to not do the things that you don't like, to me, then that person has very little reverence for you. And that's just how I perceive it. I I agree. You agree with that? Well, so in virtual sessions to finish up that that answer, it's more about what you like. And it's the same thing, because this is, is, we're in space, Mm -hmm. but because I'm not touching you, I look at it as just virtual. It's more about Mm -hmm. just connecting to you as a human. And in space, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Giving you agency to say yes or no. Giving you, letting you know that I'll do anything that you want me to other than my hard limits. And I'll tell you what that is. So there's always setting the stage to worship the person that you're in front of. So I look at connecting as a form of devotion because we do everything for a God that we've never met. That's a great word. I use, I've been using that a lot lately through meditation and stuff. Devotion, like I've been using that a lot. And I think that when we're using words like that, sometimes it feels real serious. But like at the same time, it's a simple way of telling someone that you are taking them serious. You know what I mean? Like I used to associate words like devotion or body worship. That's the first time I would start using worship in a sexual way. Right. And I would associate that with like, oh, this feels like very commitment and very serious. But I do like the intention behind sexual relationships. Like I I must say, like even through casualty, I've I've had experiences like that this whole podcast. Like I've always had very good foundation built with the people that I've had sex with. And I think that when meeting sex workers, it's always so interesting to me when someone is a little more intellectual because I know some sex workers that are like, oh, girl, threw some pussy at him. He paid me whatever I'm out. And then it, making just as much money or respected the same way as the sex worker that's sending you a checklist before they meet up with you. So it's just interesting to meet different people and 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 see what that's like, which is kind of crazy that we're even talking about this with you, considering the first video I saw of you is you blowing a trumpet into someone's pussy. The next one is the shower. And I'm here we are. I, I did want to ask about you, love and respect. I, I did want to ask you too, because again, you go down the rabbit hole of your Twitter. It doesn't seem like much is off limits. So what are your hard limits? Wow. So is the list long or short? It's actually short. I I I, I, I figured. I'm not in the race play. Um Oh wow. Yeah. You know what I was gonna ask you that? Yeah, I'm not in the race Good. play. That was my first question. Um, Good. Um so I, I try to explain this to people. I, I love women of color, specifically black women. I, I just do. Um, I don't want to be called the N-word. I don't want to be some, I'm not into Queen of Spades. I don't want to be your BBC. Like, that's not my mm, thing. I hate this. Um, but we joke about it, but I actually. Do. It, I mean, it's, it's Black really, people like saying it. BBC is weird to me. I like it. Wait, but do you? Because I search it because I don't want to see but white. But you're not I don't telling white. you want their BBC. We, we but, literally talked about it, though. Like, when you put in white cock or big cock. A lot of it's gonna right, come but you're up not white. Say, calling a a man. Oh no, I, I don't vocalize it. That's but I weird. Search it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to say BBC. I've only been with black men, so like to me, 
that word. But when I'm searching it online, I absolutely do search that word because that's what I want to see. Right. I mean, like you see, he's saying I don't want to be called that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, so it's a thing. It, if, be called if, BBC. If, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know. Like that does not sound sexy. That's what Girl, I'm saying. We are talking about that so much. But to be called BBC, listen, I, bro, I know people do it to many all the time. I, I, I'll, I'll put it like this. Um, there are certain people that are are. I, I want to be gentle on this. Let's talk about white people. And, 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 oh yeah, we talk about cracks all the time. I, 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 wow. See, you know, listen. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. In spaces, very in, fuck white people, in, in sex positive spaces, this is what you'll see. We're having a conversation. I was at Exotica. Which one? In DC. A white lady comes up, interrupts me having a conversation. She sees me talking to a group of black women. Of course she did. Interrupts me. It's like, it's time for you to spank me. So I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to indulge her. But the way that I did it, all the black women was like, yeah, get her. It was like, get her. Because <laughs> oh, they, 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 they can see it. It was like, right. get her. And, but the way they move is so, such an entitlement and it's such a turnoff. Women of color don't act like that. You could be madly attracted to me, but the way you approach me is still from a place of self-respect right. and respect for my humanness. Uh, I was at a space changing clothes and that's why lady was like, damn, the BBC's here. No, she oh, didn't. No, she didn't. And I'm like, first of all, you're never going to feel it. However, ill gross right because you literally just did something i'm not into so race play i don't i don't want i don't want blood okay um, now i say i'm into water sports because like what i what i do enjoy is when a lady squirts all over me that brother is on she's sitting in my face whether however it happens you said squirt all over me anywhere but not I'm, what about golden showers eh, i'm not i'm not opposed to it okay i mean because I, I recognize like things are things i i despise semen other than my own Really? Spies? I used to, and now Other, I'm, I'm no. like, what if is it's it? mine. Is it the look? Is it the. No, no, no. the like, you know, I drink a lot of water. I eat a shitload of fruits and vegetables. And you're vegan. Is yeah. it clear? It's, no, it's not. That's what she just said on, on, a, on a previous episode. So <laughs> I, I know what it tastes like because I taste my own all the time. So, like, I jokingly said Mumble Saw Sweet on, on the interview, but I was being just silly and facetious. However, not everybody takes that like you know you you all i've have, had it bad listen, before exactly I've had, I've had bad companies a lot like, of the men yo, i've dated sometimes have been it's sour fit, yes. and that was it yeah like yeah. men that are doing like hello protein creatine like all that extra shit i'm like yo are you sure you're not on steroids because this can't be real that's how bad it's weed smokers terrible yeah. i will say yeah. vegan definitely the best i've ever tasted hate to admit it because i am not a plant-based girl but <laughs> They do be having. Yo, listen. Even vegan women even taste better. I know. It's. Li- li- I was talking I, about both. Oh, listen. It is a. It. It is. It is. It's really because of the the acidicness of what we eat. Because mm-hmm. you end up tasting like salt. It ends up being like having a different flavor. Even you, like if you don't drink water, what I, happens to your urine? Oh yeah. Same thing. It, it turns. Yellow, I've been learning orange. a little bit with my own self, like with tasting, right before, especially because like with having new partners, you know, the first time you want to be like perfect. So like sometimes. I definitely I'll cut red meat off right before I know I got a date. But I heavy up the fruits. Like I, and really the water is the main difference. I think water over even the water, meat for me. Water is a, a big thing. Water is a big thing. For me, women that eat an excessive amount of shrimp, you you can tell. And it's like Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I'm I allergic. Did, so well, yeah, and I did Wait, what happened? Oh yeah. You it could come through the pussy. Wait, but no, what happens to you? It makes me nauseous. I I don't yeah. I don't swallow, but it makes you me nauseous. You eat the pussy and you're like is it shellfish or it, just shrimp? No, just right shrimp. out the trump. Oh, just it, shrimp. it has been that. And it, 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 she she admittedly likes, I mean, she ate a lot of it. And we were shooting together. And I was like, um, 
tongue's a little tingly. And and she like she spent a whole week tearing down. I said this. So, I, I date Muslims often. Oh, sweet. Um, but no, I like bacon. So when I'm with them, when I know I'm like engaging in, in sex with someone um that's Muslim, I have to stop eating bacon because they taste it through the puss. They taste it. I didn't through think it was puss. real they sure do. In, until I had oh, the experience. Knew. He knows. Yeah. He's like, them greens had bacon for the holidays, didn't they? I was like, damn, they sure did. They sure did. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. But I did want to get into our vanilla shit because this is where I want to know just how strange, how kinky things have gotten around you. I found an article from mirror.co.uk um, about a man who is in love with balloons. Um, a man who is attracted to objects has dished the details of his relationship with multiple balloons. Akash, who's 28, is so besotted with his collection of inflatable partners that he could burst, literally. The romantic <laughs> identifies as objectum sexual, which means he is sexually attracted to inanimate objects. Um, he lives in Mumbai, India, and shares a bed with the, the balloons every night and says that they also enjoy a physical relationship. 
I like their presence and warmth oh, wow. and share intimate feelings with my balloons and vice versa. I make out with my balloons. When we're in love, you spend a lot of time together and accept all kinds of flaws. Every morning, I wake up by saying good morning and giving a kiss to my balloons <laughs> that sleep beside me and vice versa. When they become that's inflated, I think that's when they're born. I can Ooh. talk to them, take them shopping, and for a walk in the garden. They do talk me through dreams and telepathy. So, talk me through telepathy? Yes, it's nuts. I don't know what the conversation is. Oh, Listen, okay, so you're laughing like you probably have not heard of this. You're I laughing like ask, you've met a no, balloon no, man. No, no, listen, I was going to ask, have you met someone that okay. you've been in a Go ahead, now we're ready for the weird This is what I'm talking about. I know you know people. So, okay, um, has anyone been in love with inanimate objects before? Uh, <laughs> wow, the one on your leg? Okay, so. <laughs> oh, man. Th listen, this this is interesting for me to talk about um, because I recognize it's different for me. Um, but I feel that way about my trumpet. It, it, but it's not not in the sense of it talks to me, like okay. not not like not that, but in the sense of. You can take uh, it on walks? Well, I have I walk. It's it's literally with me more than people are, um, but it's more it's more of a self love thing. Like when I play trumpet, it it is me uh, tuning myself. It is me expressing how I feel through music. So it's a part of me. When I you blow love into playing it, trumpet. yes, it is, brings is that. That's that when it's actually produces life. Do you feel I'm, a little uh, asphyxiation, like a little? I so I'm doing that with my collar right now, so that's why one of the reasons why I wear a collar because it's a slight uh, like blood choke. If it, I'm 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 over here like fucking myself right now. Forgive me. Uh, oh okay. <laughs> so I do like now my, I'm glad I didn't but, but my bring your trumpet oh, to sit over here with you. But listen, don't I'm gonna be like you. Is this your girlfriend? <laughs> so I ironically, if if you if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, you will see some pictures where I'm doing some things with my trumpet that you might be like, eh. like. I so, know, like what? No, like it can't make noise no more. How about this? I, I, to be honest with you, you're just gonna have to subscribe. I'm gonna leave oh, it there. Oh man! Now, that's why I'm like, oh shit! You, you actually bought something out of it. I'm like, that is actually Wait, my. So you, so you were laughing because you understood, or do yeah, you I put did. something in, or is it? Uh, you gonna, listen. I'm. <laughs> if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, how much is? It? Have you made this? out with your trumpet outside of blowing it? Like so. So you might actually have an affair with an inanimate object. And y'all, this is wild because you laughing and you're like, oh shit, she's talking about me. Maybe at, you're at, objective at the the day, sexual. You got to add that to it's, your to it, your it actually, I've known this all of my life. So any woman that has ever dated, any person that's ever dated me recognizes this. And I, I'm honest, I'm going to touch my trumpet more than I'll probably touch you. And it has nothing to do with lack of desire for you. Um, it's like an oral fixation. I enjoy playing the trumpet. I enjoy the blowing of it, everything about it gives me like excitement so um it's it's very much a part of me playing since i was 13 i'm 41 so i get this i was just I was laughing i was yeah, laughing. No, like that's yeah. why you love it because like, i don't well, talk to it though like it doesn't talk to me like it doesn't that. help me through relational problems talk to it. Not do you drink or do drugs first of all i've taken Tylenol. yes i do drugs that's oh, not true. So, like uh, that pharmaceutical now plant medicine oh mushrooms so marijuana. you ain't never had the mushroom look at that trumpet and been like it's me and you for life no, I've never. No, I have. We're, we're not. We're not. Now, here. I do know that you can uh, be aroused without getting hard. You can yeah. have an orgasm without shooting out. Does your trumpet give you like sexual feelings? Sexual healing? Not in that sense. In a vibratory sense, yes. Okay. Um, the same way I'm doing it, making my lips vibrate. It's very somatic. It brings you out of your head and into your body. 
it's the it's it's the diaphragmic breathing. So it's like doing meditation, medi- meditative breathing. Do you know about the breathing? How um, with deep breathing you can release DMT to the brain? Yes, and you can also have an orgasm. Right. So just with how you breathe with breath play. So one of my teachers, um, two of my teachers, grand teacher. Uh, Amina That's what Peterson. you made me think of. That's why I brought it up. My grand teacher, Amina Peterson, um, and then my teacher, uh, Touched by Jax. Um, they both we they, they we do breath work, and they we've been talking about it. Um, but orgasm can come from breath. So when I'm playing trumpet, when people see me smoking, when you smokers are doing meditative breathing, they're going slow, meaningful breaths. They're filling up their entire lungs and they're blowing it With out poison, slow. But yes, regardless of that, that's that's neither here nor there. But they're doing it. The breath is still meditating. So when I'm playing trumpet, I'm doing that ah. plus one. So playing like if, if you know anything about breath of fire, different ways to breathe, I'm doing that while I'm playing trumpet. So the the chem, like you saying DMT, I'm that's actually part of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Those deep, intense breathings and then blowing out all the carbon dioxide of your body, it has a very relaxing effect on the body. So the same way you get excited about a date you're gonna go on, and then you go on the date. That's I'm getting dopamine, mm-hmm. oxytocin just from playing the trumpet. Because I'm excited about the thing. I'm excited about the plane. And then when I'm playing, I'm actually giving myself this boost. So yes, I can be aroused. But as far as orgasm, um, the difference between ejaculation and orgasm is ejaculation is the end of the erection. Orgasm, when your legs start shaking and you're a male body person, like that's an orgasm. You're having one. You just don't recognize that's what's happening while you're having sex. When you start that, that little weird ass pump, you're like, how did yes. you go from a steady rhythm to that weirdness? That's an orgasm. Wow. Or arousal can be when you drink water or something, you're like, ah. Oh. I'm like, an explosion of, of joy is an orgasm. But we just centralize it to our genitalia. We don't recognize. Like, I have a scene uh, with Badass A.J. Jones. That's interesting you I'm, say that. Because to me, I, like I wouldn't that. describe orgasm that way. I feel like orgasm has a peak and climax. So enjoying something like a drink, I guess I guess because like I'm getting there and then I'm going back down. But like a burst of joy from something that you do. Uh-huh. And then it, it dissipates. So you're right. Orgasms kind of they peak and then they right. come off. So when you eat your favorite food, and you're like, oh, shit. How is that any different from when you're rubbing one out? And mm. you get that, oh. Maybe the intensity, I guess. Not just intensity, it's the location of it. But I promise you, there's videos where I'm literally rubbing a lady's calf and she's squirting all over herself. So orgasm doesn't have to be centralized. On the calves? The calves. It doesn't have to be centralized to your genitalia. So we experience she, orgasm. Wait, wait, wait. There's no touching of the puss. You are rubbing the her scene, calf. The scene Hold, is on my OnlyFans. You're I rubbing prom- her calf. And she is just squirting from her calf being rubbed. Now that's water sports. That was I pee. I ain't going to hold you. Yeah, that might be. That, it, it's squirt, not pee. No, it's squirt. Wow. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to subscribe tonight. I, 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 have, I just added some more uh, coins. I have flogged people and, oh. and they, they've squirted, but not just on the, the vulva, on the buttocks. It's because orgasm that is, is the buildup. It's a buildup of many things. But see, that's because... Calves is different because your ass, like being spanked, I feel it in my pussy. I feel a little, it reaches it somehow. Yeah. That's localized. But the calves, that's talent. Now you deserve a fly. Wow. It's, it's, <laughs> I pro- if you ever had a session with me, the way you would feel after it is different than the way you would feel from somebody having sex with It's giving masseuse. But, <laughs> it's, it's, not, but it's, not, it's not even just that. So, I mean, my pussy do be getting wet when I get massages. And that's it a just, good thing. Do. But as soon as your partner puts his penis inside you, you're worried about if they had fun. What I'm going to do to you, you're not worried about if I had fun. You're fo- so focused on yourself. You can get into a space where your body is so sensitive where I could do like this. And you're like, oh, shit. 
that's good if you can do that to people that are pleasers, because I am one. Yeah. And I've realized that sometimes it's almost difficult for me when having sex with pleasers because we're almost both racing and we can't relax. And I think a lot of people need to unlearn that. I'm, I've actually learned that recently. Um, I was sleeping with someone that was such a pleaser and so was I. And we were both too competing at pleasing each other. Yeah. Not competing more than like we couldn't relax or enjoy until the other person did. So now it was almost like I almost faked it just so wow. I, he could get to it so that I could get to I it. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. No, I mean, like, it, we, we laughed about it okay. and, like, learned about that, too. And he was like, yeah, I just can't, like, I just, I need to get off of you getting off. I'm like, I know, so what should we do? Just laugh? Like, um, I do want to get back into DMT because I haven't really sat with someone that I could have a conversation with that with, about that okay. with on Horrible. But I've been having many convos about it. So I've had DMT, I've smoked it, um, and most people know it, it's a hallucinogen kind of like in that ayahuasca-ish family, right? But learned about kundalini through Liz Goldman, who we've had on the show, who took me to the yoga class, who taught me about breath work and meditation. Mm -hmm. Then I learned about DMT being released through a lot of breath work. And I had no idea that DMT was something that your own brain can release. And when I did it for an hour, so apparently like it's almost, they compare it to the feeling of heroin, like when, wow. you're, when your brain can get there. Have you been able to reach it? It took me like it took me way too long. So, um, <clears throat> when you you probably don't watch. If you ever see me do yoga on my Instagram lives, that's what I'm doing. It takes me about forty five minutes. I'm using motion and breath. Um, but another thing that happens when you go to the gym and work out real hard, and you go to sleep and have a dream. DMT is when you're dreaming. You say it's a hallucination, but your body creates a lot of time. When you're smoke the smoking, I'm saying the hallucinogen. Yeah, but when your body creates, you can create it through just working out. Mm. Because when you're, you're talking about breathing, when you're working out intentionally, you're generally focused on your breath. But um, when you're dreaming, that's DMT. Mm. You can create it through many different things. So, but physical exertion is one way. Meditation is another way. But when you do it, it's a, it's a beautiful experience. Think about all the chemicals you create in your body right now. You're mm -hmm. your own perfect drug factory. When you're excited about something, it's dopamine. When you start to bomb with somebody's oxytocin and nobody has to touch you to release that in your body. Right. Um, and that's what I was talking about being attentive. But DMT is a fire thing because of the way it makes your brain fire and what it does to the ego and how you can be like, damn, I'm not alone in this crazy space. Also, it oh, it crack kind of cracks open what you believe to be possible. And um, it puts you in a different space, like cycles of mushrooms. It puts you in a whole different space after you do it. You're like, shit, I feel connected to everything I'll and everybody. Yeah. So. Now, speaking <laughs> of connections, speaking um, of kinkstruments as well we're gonna get into our hors d'oeuvre because you are someone as well who enjoys anal play i do on yourself mm -hmm. and so we were lucky it took us years to get someone to come on here and talk about them enjoying being pegged um but you gladly sit on dildos on your page as well mm -hmm. and so i would love for you to give us a sex tip about anal toys um, and pegging for men. One of the things is um, recognizing it doesn't challenge your masculinity. Mm. Um, our G spot is inside your anus. It's there. <clears throat> God did that because he got a sense of humor, y'all. Um, and it's the same thing if, if someone is digitally penetrating you. Like, I mean, can you go to the top and pop that? Like, can you touch the G spot? So it's the same thing. Recognizing that you can have the most amount of pleasure you've ever had in your life with just one finger in your rectum. And it literally takes less than 10 seconds wow. to milk a prostate. As soon as you hit it, it's like, oh, my God. Um, but the biggest thing is I would say get a dilator. 
Okay. It's one of the best toys and it's small, starts off real small. And it's a bloom. It expands. That actually allowed, for me, is the easiest way to take something in your, in your rectum. Mm. Um, a dilator. Yeah, the traditional like a, way. Like a, like a anal training kit? That's exactly what it is. It's the anal dilator. Oh, okay. You just go to the sex store and it's like I said, it's a little small, small bulb. Hit the power button and it just slowly expands. Oh. What about, what about prep, um, prepping, like literally preparing yourself for it? Prepping, don't eat a lot of food that day. The day you want to <laughs> actually bottom, try not to eat and go get you some fleet. Take the water, take the solution out and just put warm water in it, squirt it up in there, and then your lower bowel will be cleaned out. And once it comes out with nothing but water, you're ready. Now we're we're going straight into kink tales from there. That's the horrible decision. Um, I would love to know what the conversation was. Did you want to be pegged the first time, or did a woman say that she wanted to peg you? How did that take place? Um, I was asking for it. You were asking so, for it. What you should know is this. When most people grow up trying to um, break into their, their parents' porn stash, my mom was a dumb. So oh. she had dildos. She had anal beads. She had a lot of stuff. And so I was like, what, what's this? Oh, <laughs> oh, why is there a dick? Oh, what do you do with it? <laughs> and, you know, at some point being a child, you don't recognize that you're a boy or a girl. You're just, just doing things. You're just um, You could take a bath with a whole boy and be 10 years old and have no idea that they're right. a boy and you're a girl. So I was in that space playing with dildos, putting things in my butt. Like, so I'm like, oh. I I didn't know that my G spot was there when I was doing it, but I was like, that shit feels great. Now, does your mama know you? that you was out here how, putting? How, now? how old were you when you were doing that? Oh man! Uh, and does your mama know that you was in there playing with her toys? Yes, yeah, she does. Oh she does. wow! Okay, <laughs> she does. Um, I think when I found my first dildo, and I remember it was all black. Uh, it was about six inches, had no balls. Um, <laughs> That's descriptive. Listen, I probably was somewhere between. We were living in D.C., so I was probably like twelve or thirteen, somewhere between. 11 and 13. Um, I had to time my motherfucking life. I, I was, I, I, I couldn't figure out how to clean it off. I didn't, I didn't know about cleaning out. So it was, my first experience was pleasurable, but it was a lot of like, Messy. it was a lot of shit. Like, <laughs> like, like no, no pun intended. By enjoying that at that age, what do you, what, what's your sexuality today? Pansexual. I was going to guess it's pansexual. All, it's all humans. So, but that. You have, you have a pansexual vibe. Um, Part of, so my mom had a girlfriend and a boyfriend mm -hmm. and, Two of my godmothers were trans women. Um, and You so, grew up in D.C.? Yes. So I grew up in a household where you were encouraged to be you. Just if you're having sex with somebody, be honest. Don't lie about who and what you are, but just be, you know, show up in the world. How lucky so, are you? Yeah. And yeah. Like At 41, people, this is a really crazy thing to hear. And as a black man. You hear like, so wow. many younger people saying like, oh, like I had a coming out party. And you're like, oh, like imagine the person that like. Were you one of few amongst friends? Um, so this is the funny thing. Um, and I, I don't I don't like to dry snitch on anybody. I don't believe almost anybody's straight for many reasons. As a sex worker, we we not I don't even like to play this game. Like I'm not gay, but I'm a dude. So how about you don't gotta be gay, whatever you call yourself. You're here for pleasure, I'll give it to you. Um and it's not even about sex, just dude touching the dude, man, man on man on male touch. But I think what it is is we our sexuality is based on who we will take home to our parents sometimes. In some cases, you may not actually be attracted to a woman. Yeah, like this woman doesn't doesn't do anything for me. However, you may meet a woman and be like, she's so fucking fire. What would it be like to kiss them? So that's that's a different level of attraction, but it's more about their energy. But sexual attraction on the animal level, some things you're not attracted to. But there may be a day you're like, damn, I don't know how she got my pussy wet. What the hell just happened to me? Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to pleasure, if this was a dark room and you were getting your box eight and it felt great to you. Once the light comes on, you're like, damn, it was a dog. Oh, shit. You be mad. You be pissed. 
But the whole time before you knew, he was like, yo, they he was going to town and it was, wasn't even a he. So pleasure is separate than sexuality mm. because dudes say they're straight, but they go to glory holes. And who's in the glory hole? Who's behind the wall? It was created for men. It, was, it wasn't created for male on female. Right. It was created to give you amnesty to put your dick through a hole and get it sucked and be like, oh, I didn't know who it was. You knew who it was. <laughs> so sexualities and pleasure, you know, they can be separated because you don't have to, quote unquote, be attracted to a male, but you'll still use his mouth. You'll still use his asshole. And that's, that's a pleasure-based con- thing. I've had that's this conversation about jail a lot. I've had this conversation with people who are very much and identify as straight, but those are things that, yeah, they'll allow because it, maybe it feels good or whatever the case may be. I was at a photo shoot, Mandy, and let me just say this. The straight men talked more about my penis than the ladies that were there. But do you also think that that's a, a trained thing, knowing that even in porn, and we talked about it, they often show the dick going in the pussy, the, the cum shot, the, the dick getting sucked. Please tell me. Please tell me what about that is heterosexual. Because if I'm heterosexual, I want to see two women. I don't need to do what I need mm. to do for. Oh, time don't get just, me wrong. Just give me a minute. I, I agree with you on the first part about people's but, scale. But I think people envision themselves important. Yes, they can. But what I'm saying is if you're. Sh- there's no need. I've met people that are woman or male body. Right. They don't spend any time talking about a pussy because they don't like it. They're like, well, she's cute. I mean, he banged her out, but I'm more about him. The fact that a lot of straight dudes spend so much time. <laughs> want the, they want the larger penis. They, they want you to beat it on their face. If you have a small penis, how do you imagine that's your penis? I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> if you're a white male. It's fantasy, though. I, I get it. But it's still fixated on the penis. Part of it is misogyny. I get it. But it's still, you spend more time talking about it than I do, and then women. But you say you're straight. Or part of it, and, and I'm being facetious. Um, I, I recognize people can have their own preferences. Um, just being silly. But it's just sexuality is so fluid in many different ways because it's that pleasure and sexuality can be separated. But a lot of people enjoy pleasure, but they wouldn't take a dude home. Right. But again, you'll go to a glory hole. I'm 80-20 <clears throat> actually with what you said. 80 agreeing that people for the most part are not all the way straight. The 20 is that I think we can be very brainwashed into not letting us do that. I think men specifically. I think for the most part, we celebrate girls kissing a girl and it's funny and it's sexy and whatever. I think men can be so terrified to even look the other way that sometimes they won't allow their brain to get there. I think about the men that I wanted to have, you know, play with that were just like, oh my God, or just freaking out about it, won't let their body relax, just can't think about it because it's been forced into them. And I mean, that's a societal pressure, but... I think that almost keeps you from it. I think maybe even I had a guy tell me once that was open about it. He was like, I remember when I was like a teenager, I wanted to know what other guys' bodies looked like in the locker room. I wanted to know if I looked um, similar, if I was bigger, smaller. I wanted to know. And then amongst looking, like I knew they were attractive and it made me think of women. And like I would think about them and think about sex, but think about fucking women. That to me is still Kinsley scale shit. I look at hot girls sometimes and might want to go fuck my boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, though, we've got to make sure that we're all having conversation about pleasure. Like, I think you've said something today that I haven't heard ever, really. Pleasure and sexuality are separate. Because it's very true. Yeah, I really like that. Especially because the clip of you that went viral literally questioned both of those things. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. So you went viral for saying that you sucked your own dick mm-hmm. and came in your mouth, which is ironic now that you say you don't like cum. Other it's a thing. Yeah. Oh, you don't like other people's cum, but you're cool with yours because you know That's what right. you're eating and putting in your body. Yeah. Now, I, there is a, a porn star, and I'm so mad that I can't remember his name now, but that literally sucks his own dick off. Jack Trizzy. He was no, on no, Bobby. No, no that, Bobby he's new. I'm talking about oh. years ago, like, when we first got on the spot, and I was like, ooh, I, wow. Because he was very, very attractive, and that's why I like gay porn, because they'd be fine. Um, How can you do it? That's everybody's question, yeah. right? Is it the bending over? Is it flexibility? It's, can anyone suck their dick, girth? by the way? By the way, can any man suck their own dick? Is that a thing that really all of y'all can do? No. Okay. It, it is anatomy and flexibility. <clears throat> so, Because um, I feel like anybody can yeah. Okay. So women can't. We can't eat our. You own gotta pussy. have a big so, so, dick. Oh, listen. We can't eat our own oh, pussy. You see someone eat their own pussy? On, let me tell you something. Listen. You telling secrets oh, on a geez. microphone is so there, funny. There are two people that I've seen do it. There's this Asian lady, and the other person doesn't really do it, but they can put their face there. Um, I want to say the name is Stavana. Okay. And she she's a a, a black contortionist. It is. I know she can. And let me tell you, when she be teasing, I just be like. Wow. So, um, and it's it it is a thing to watch because I'm like I the things I could do to you while you're doing it. But to answer your question, so this is the size of my files. It is two hands plus this. So literally, I can bend over. God, dang. that 
Or I can put my legs over my head. What did you just say? Your dick is that big? <laughs> I saw a video of it, but like, what? I'm sorry. You, you, said it's you like just put it up above. to your nipple. Yeah, he just I said it like this. It's, it's, so. What, it, God. <laughs> no, you really just put that up to your so, nipple. So check this out. Look, when, 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 when it's hard, it's, it's two hands. And I can lift my thumb, and my thumb is at the head of my penis. Oh, okay. So when I bend over, I can. Ah. Uh, or if I put my legs over my head, that's when it, that's, that's, that's when you get to deep throat your shit. Listen. Uh, <laughs> How is that? Are you a good dick sucker? Because you would know <laughs> since you felt it yourself. Like, how would you, you rate gonna... your dick sucking skill? <laughs> so listen, listen, listen I, I, yo, listen. You know I was gonna take you. Oh These are the god, I did not that know. We wanted to know. And it's the funny thing. No one has ever asked me that. I don't know. So you have to understand this. Um, you just do what you want to feel. No, not. I ask people what they like. So no, no, no. I mean, like on yourself. On yourself. Oh yeah, on myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. So I'm, you I'm experimenting. Out of ten for yourself. I'm experimenting. Huh? I'm like, oh, what is this? What is this? What is this? But when I give other people head, it's more of like, what do you like? Even if it, whether it's male or female body, because if you don't like what I'm doing, I'm wasting my my time. And I want to mm. be intentional. And I want, I want you not to be triggered. I want you to be seen in anything that I do. Because um, even if I miss the mark. And you say, I like this, this, and this. And I do those three things. But I missed the mark somewhere on these other things. You'd be like, they, they gave effort. I like that. Mm -hmm. You, Everyone wants to feel that someone showed up for them. So, you know, but I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I can't say that I'm good. I don't How have that How often much. do you do it? Uh, for work, a lot. Oh, like you record yourself doing it. Well, personally, I tell people when I'm in the mood, there, it may be like every other month I'm in the mood to give myself a and one of the running jokes is he doesn't need anybody the pleasure. I'm like, actually, I enjoy touching other people. Right. Um, it's something that I recognized when I was younger. And I was like, oh, boom. Oh, and it was just like, oh, I did it. But it wasn't like. Your I mind think, was an advanced mind, sir. You know, I've always been this way. Because, uh, <laughs> again, I grew up in a sex positive home where my mom had a girlfriend and a boyfriend. So my grandfather had four girlfriends and I knew them all. I knew my cousins who he, I knew everyone. So. My life was just kind of different growing up. I never came out of the closet because why would I? Why would I do that? My mom there was, was no closet. Yeah, my mom was like, "Be you." So um, wow, it I I did now to friends. Yes, I had to say, well, kind of not. I wore dresses in high school, so that's <laughs> so it's yeah. If you if you grew up with me, you knew I wasn't heterosexual. Like I wore dresses, I wore skirts. I, I did wore, you call because back then did you call yourself bi? No, nah, I just. I just was, I knew I wasn't straight. Would so, you say queer? I would say, I would say bisexual at the time. Because pansexual was a new, is a newer yeah, term. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm bisexual. Um, but well, it, if, what do you find yourself sleeping with more and has it changed? So this is the thing. Um, and this is just about social, emotional intelligence, how we're, 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 um, how we're socialized. So for me to deal with a male body person, you, you're not going to be, you can't be misogynistic. The way you approach me is not mm -hmm. going to be, I'm fucking you. I'm dominating you. It has to be the same way I would approach a woman. I'm going to be gentle. So I find myself dealing with women more because dudes are not always mm. able to be themselves. I don't deal with download dudes. Like I'm not, you're not about and to make fine. me, we're not doing that. So a lot of dudes are in that space and they'd be like, nah, like what the fuck are we doing? You're not going to take me somewhere and make me feel away. Everybody that knows me knows I'm off the chain. So we're out. You're going to think they just think we just friends. Literally and a chain on your neck. Literally. Oh. Chain. So I'm like, <laughs> I just don't like that type of energy. So I end up dealing with women more, mm -hmm. but I'm open. It's just about the human showing up as a human. Now for the black men listening that are, again, maybe I'd hate to use the word confused, 
But in terms of sexuality or where they fall on the Kinsey scale, a lot of people feel as though women don't allow men often to come as themselves. Mm. And you say you enjoy black women. So I do, just before we get out of here, have to get into this conversation with you being this person from a child and knowing that you just come as you. What has your experience been with black women regarding your sexuality? And do they make you feel safe? Um. So... Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. These are really good questions. And so not trying to make black women a monolith. Of course. Um, But yes, I find that it is difficult, not for me to say who I am, but let's say one of us, we were trying to date. You have to be able to tell your friends, I'm dating Naked Trumpeter. Mm-hmm. And they're going to look at my social media and be like, this this, this is who you with? That, that's, like, Hold that's on, you. what kind of Trump? <laughs> so there, there are different things that, that goes into it. So if you're not secure as a woman to say, I do like them, that's the issue. But there are women that's like, that's gay. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, what does that mean? So you care more about who I'm being honest about who I have sex with than how I treat you as a person. Because I'm like, the download is real. Right, it is. Women be like, you're the first one. I ain't the first pansexual. Like, that's where we going. <laughs> I'm the first person that was honest to you. That's what we, that, well, how about that? So it can be difficult for black women to accept you. And so for me, dating is difficult in that sense of there are a lot of unfortunately black women that would do everything to uphold the patriarchy and misogyny. Is it the sex work or the sexual orientation that you find more of a hindrance to dating? It's a little bit of both, but I'll say this. I've been called a sissy and a faggot more for how I conduct myself and who I have sex with. Wow. So if we were like, let's say I was trying to like court one of you all. I'm probably never going to touch you. I'm not going to make any any way to be sexual with you because I want to know you as a person. So one lady I was talking to, we spent like two months together. And she's like, are you, are you attracted to me? I was like, yeah, why, why, why do you think that? She was like, because you never push up on me. I was like, oh, so me getting to know you as a human is the issue. The fact that I respect your space, I ask permission to do these things to you. She's like, well, I'm used to men doing this. I'm like, oh, violating your consent and basically forcibly almost kind of assaulting you and you just kind of go with it. I'm like, that's not my vibe. The last two men I've dated, mm. I've come on this podcast and say like, why don't they want to have sex with me sooner? Da, 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 da. And it's so crazy because the conversation I had recently was like, literally, like my friends and I are trying to dissect why, you know, this summer I was dating someone like, how, how am I not fucking him? And I remember even you were like, maybe he's gay or maybe he just wants to be your friend, bro. And that was his exact answer. Like, I'm getting to know you. Like, I fuck everybody. He's he, like, hella fine. Like, of course you can get pussy. It's like, and I'm sitting here thinking, almost in my brain, being a sex positive person who has a podcast like this, oh yeah, maybe he's just like the weaker one of us too. Even but- as a woman, I, I feel bad to say, and I, I admit it on this pod too, um, Black Jesus, like, he wanted to keep hanging out with me, but we weren't having sex because, you know, I was back entertaining this goddamn my ex. But I was so shocked that, okay, if we're not having sex, you still want to hang out with me? And I think it's because of that relationship with no. heterosexual men this, and you're dating. This is and crazy. I, now I get, but the I, no, waiting when no, you know no, you're but, attracted to I mean, we, we, we fucked on the first night. No, so I, I get was, that. It was surprising to me that, like, he but, still wanted to hang out go, even though it, we weren't having sex. This goes back to my original point, yeah. though, about being seen as a human. Yeah. So I, even though you want it, you, I know what you all look like. I know what you're accustomed to. So it's like as a, as a guy that, understands themselves we're like we actually want to know who you it's are the self-control i think that 
we, or at least for one point for myself, I thought, I didn't realize self-control meant that he actually had interest. I was just like, oh, he's not that into me if he can't contain himself. Do you know the more that we're into you, it is, so I went on a date today and I have been talking to this person. I'm telling my damn business. God <laughs> I've Welcome been, to Horrible Decisions. It's all good. <laughs> um, and I'm Polly, so all my, my lovers at one point will watch this. Um, so I always have to to let them know what's going on because like, I want to tell you first. But I went on a date today, and I've known the person for about maybe a year and a half. And every time we've met, we've been in sex positive space. We've been in places where we could have literally had sex right then and there. Never had sex. We've had great conversation. And so today I, I told her, I was like, you know, I like you. She's like, I like you too. And I was like, well, the, the reason I like her more is because we've never had sex. I'm a sex worker. I'm going to have sex. I, I know when I'm going to have sex and who I'm going to be having sex with, how many times, how many scenes I'm going to shoot. So I'm not worried about that. But when I can actually treat you as a human and we get to know each other, that means I actually like you. Because if sex is the only thing you yeah. can offer me, when I'm not horny, what are we doing? I cannot what believe doing? what you just said is what I've just learned the last six months of my life. I'm almost 32 years old. I mean, the keeping... The, I always associated men wanting me and their passion for me with sex. Yep. Not that I wasn't getting, I've, I've had a lot of boyfriends and, and men want to court me, but it was still associated with sex. But in this moment, like, it's crazy because I did not know that. I would even say until three weeks ago, just thinking that liking me this much was because we haven't had sex yet. Because now I got to push past that point of my interest is there. Because at first when he said something like this to me, I thought, oh, so basically you're scared to fuck me because you're not going to like me after that. But it wasn't that. It was that you're so used to fucking girls by the third date or whatever that you kind of just don't get to this point that we're at now. When the fuck are you talking about family? You know what I mean? Or or my goals or life shit. When our first date's drinks, the second date's drinks, and by the third one, we're ready to fuck. Like, now we're really building. And I think that men that for themselves want more, because at the end of the day, most men that I've met, even my homeboys, do want a wifey type of girl at the end of the day. They want one woman that they feel more connected to rather than the eight girls they're currently fucking. They just haven't met them yet. But maybe they have. They just fucked them too early and now it kind of feels like the chase is done. For me, it's not about that. If I have interest, I have interest. But if you have a growth mindset, if you're intelligent, your body is going to change. Mm-hmm. Whatever size you are right now, we could be dating tomorrow, you can gain 100 pounds. So if I don't like you mm-hmm. and the only interest I have is in your body, what, why am I wasting my time? And keep in mind too that mm-hmm. we're thinking our bodies are the prize. So, so many times when we're online, we're posting the bikini pics and doing things like that, ready to reel them in without making sure that we've got intellectual conversation. Do you know how many women are so, my homegirls have made fun of me for years for things that I see now are soft girl life and like a a trend on Twitter. I've had people say that I was, what is it when you're like trying to like, um, not the male gaze, but it's like. There's a term that people have been using about like trying to basically you're talking for the guys. What is that one? Oh, mansplaining. Um, not mansplaining. No, 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 no. Pick me. You're a pick me. Uh, because I would say things about cooking or doing little things and I would be really confused about the pick me comment. But it's because it wasn't cool to be softer or to like show men that attitude. And maybe it was like my relationship with my dad. So I haven't had to have a guard up, whereas a lot of my friends didn't have that luxury. But I do realize today that like it's just becoming acceptable for women to be like that. And I hope what happens for men is that men that do want those deeper connections with women, they take that approach. Hey, maybe even when she's asking for dick, let me hold it back a little bit because I can see something with this girl, which men probably aren't doing. 
because it 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 takes it's both. a lot more pressure <clears throat> for a dude not to want to fuck you. Oh, what are you gay? That's the first thing I'm thinking. I said it on this podcast. Or or you got an outbreak or it's so, little. So, check, <laughs> and, and the funny thing oh, is. Oh, it's little, I thought for sure. You all both answered the question that you just asked. Yeah, no. And that has been my experience. I'm like, but if I like you, we can chill. Even if we have sex, like you said, with Black Jesus, we, I, I can give you that. Well, and, but, and to be fair, there there is an unlearning, unfortunately, yes, that is. has taken place with us. And I think I'm so grateful for this show because even the things that I experienced, I let everyone know I've only been with Black men. And so my friends have said, Girl, how you be finding how you be finding these men that be letting you do all this? And I'm like, they're probably the same men that you do. You just don't make them feel safe. You don't allow them. They don't trust you with the things that they're really into. And a lot of black men will literally come to me. I used to, oh my god, I used to call myself the Buddha hole whisperer at one time. Like <laughs> all these men, like let me know the things they were into, and they were like, "You're the only girl that knows this. You're the only." And well, part of it is setting the container. Um, and the other thing is. There's language that you can use that will let men know I'm not safe here. Mm. Can you give some examples of what those things could be? Just before we get out of here, because any any woman listening that really may be wanting to <laughs> dive deeper into kink or let let, you know, men know that she's open and not judgmental. What are things that are normally said by women that make you not feel safe with their with their views on sexuality? Some of it. So I'll give you some actions. So. Um, I'll say, hey, you know, Weezy, today I was really emotional and I was sad and I just felt like I wasn't strong enough to do this. If you don't stop being a punk ass, yeah, weak ass, man up. Why are you crying? Things like that. So when I'm trying to show you the full breadth of my humanness and you call it gay, soft, weak, punk, pussy. And it's funny that the words that we use to describe weakness are the strong. You know how strong the pussy is? <laughs> pussy right. Strong. But we use words about women to describe weakness. So anytime that you describe me being emotional and equate that to a feminine trait, you're telling me I'm not safe to show you that I'm a human. Wow. Um, Anytime we're watching TV, like that faggot ass. You're like, what? Anytime a dude does anything and your comment is negative about their mannerisms not being strong, not Mm. being masculine. If a man cries, my friend, if a man cries in front of you, the best thing you can do is hold him and say thank you. Thank you for showing me that side of you. You know how safe that would make make a person feel? Mm-hmm. Right now, we were on a date and you just burst out in tears. If we don't know each other that way, you may think I'm going to judge you. But if I show you I'm here with you and I'm just going to hold space, you're like, but damn, I can be myself in front of them. They're not going to act weird. Do you think if people, specifically women, aren't using terms like the F word or like calling someone a bitch or a punk and they say things like, I want a man who's going to be this, this, that. And they're like, trying to maybe show you how they, or they'll even say they want someone masculine. I think that's the the same same thing. It is the same thing. Yeah, because I've seen that a lot too, where girls are overdoing this manly man they want. It's like, girl, my friend does that often. My best friend did, and he know how to hang shit up on the walls. So what's manly? My friend does that often. She'll go out with, with guys a lot. And the first thing she tells me is, girl, I think, I don't think he's all the way straight. And I'd be like, well, why? And she would just be like, his mannerisms. But the like, thing and is, it would even be like he, the slightest even if they're thing, not, like, even if they're not, if they treat you, Rihanna said it, make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. Mm-hmm. If somebody does that to you and they're honest about who they are, why do you care? What, what, what is keeping you from being happy? Yeah. So if we're, so if let's say, even I'm Polly, I can enter into a monogamous relationship. So yeah, I'm pansexual. But let's say I'm dating Mandy and she's like, I'm, I'm monogamous. Don't, ain't nobody else. So we're monogamous. That means I'm no longer having sex with a dude. There's no competition. It's just you. So then what is your issue? 
I, I actually think, though, what you're saying, Polly, for me, most people are not able to make you feel like the only girl in the world. I have a very close friend who's in a poly relationship where they feel like that person is fluctuating so much on the Kinsey scale that they're not being catered towards. It's like, hey, one day my partner just may want a woman more, may want a man more. And it's like I get left out. And I've had the experience that with poly, a lot of people don't know how to manage that. I think you're speaking from a place of maturity and experience. And I don't know how long you've been poly, but just your age alone shows me you've What's the difference between being poly and having multiple friends? A lot. Mm. So this is my question. Do you you love your your platonic friends? Yes. Do you hang out with your platonic friends? Not as much as my partner. Okay. Well, that's your own personal boundary. It's not a personal boundary. Well, why don't I have the... I don't have time to sexually, I, I would say, like, please or even gratify all 20 of my friends. Right, but, like, but how that's, much? But, but that's not the basis of almost any serious relationship. It's not just sex. But I'm saying just but, that alone. But, but I'm just saying though. But the if, main difference between my platonic friends is I don't fuck them. Yes, but you have the capacity to love them, though, right? I do, but so, I can't even show up for some of them motherfuckers all the time. But that, that's, Think about how hard but, it is to but, catch up with a friend for lunch. But that's fine though. So in my life, because of what I do for work, I'm literally I'm not going to be home. I'm I'm traveling now. I'll probably be home 15 days this month, and then I'm going to be out. Mm. So. Even if I we live together, I still need time alone. It's not about another person. Sometimes we're so jealous of somebody's time. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you doing with your time? That this wasn't this was actually so be, a conversation. Yes no, as someone that's been actively non monogamous, I, I don't necessarily I think that that's the case. I'm not a jealous person, but I also am. I I need more accessibility to time. I would say than. I could share with if you had four girlfriends. But even if I was monogamous, so well for me, I pick partners based on certain things. Uh-huh. Even if we're monogamous, you have to understand, 100% of my time I own, I'll, I can give you 40% of it. I still have to work, right? You still got a life. Of course. So outside of us relating, we still have lives. So if your life is not busy and full, it's going to be hard for us to deal with each other. Because even if it's not another person, I got to practice, I got to train, I got to travel. Honestly, so it's it's life is life in for me. I'm almost too busy to date someone polyamorous. Right now I'm dating someone on a different coast and we're like matching calendars to figure out what time works between whose work. How the fuck could he have time for it's that? It's crazy. I, I I'm, doing, like, I'm doing I'm doing that like, I'm doing now, it now granted, with one person. If there was another person nearby him to maybe fill up the days, sure. But I'll tell you right now that if I was coming to LA for 48 hours and he had a date tomorrow, that wouldn't be okay. I'll be honest, I'll but that's a boundary you walk in. You can but, you can negotiate that. Outside of sexual, this conversation, I feel like then my my last relationship was a poly relationship and he had a problem with all of my partners. And when I say partners, I still gave a lot of time to my friends. Yeah. So every Sunday I'm at Asante's watching this. I'm flying to Atlanta for Crystal, especially when she was going she she was going through chemo at one point. Yeah. And I was making sure I'm, I got to go to Atlanta for this. Medina comes up where I fly to support her. And that was one actually question that he had. He felt like confused as to how I could show up for all these other people. And I had to let him know these people are in my life. You have to accept the time that I give them. I will give you the time that I can give you. But these people, even though we're in a relationship, that doesn't change. And the fact that a lot of them don't live here was one thing. He got a lot of my time, but we even argued sometimes because I always make time for my friends. So I would invite him out a lot of times and I'd be with my friends because I still have to give them time and and love and be attentive to their needs. 
the same way I am for yours. So you actually explaining this makes me feel like going into my next relationship, not to say that Polly always has to be sexual. I remember we had King Noir on here and he talked about like, well, I'm not going to like everything you like. So I have to allow space for you to be able to do other things with other people. That was a great to enjoy combo. those things. Yeah, and yeah so, it's not even about sex. It's really about giving you space is. to you live your life. You two are two very two different daters than I am. And there's nothing wrong with either. I expect when my friends get in a relationship, they have less time for me. And I have no issue with that. But not see, but, a fucking problem. But, but the thing is, though, if you want to... But I, and I, I hear My you end goal that. is children. So when know. I find a partner that I'm interested in and I'm seeing it go there... When I have kids, I, I, I'm really not going to be spread. And like being a mom is something I wanted before any other career passion. So when I'm starting to court and date a partner that I'm, I, that I'm falling for, those relationships do dwindle. I make time for them. Don't get me wrong. But like, I ain't going to be, you just said every Sunday with Asante, right? I have a homegirl every Friday I'm out to dinner with. That was just our thing in LA. That's actually gone now. Because the dude that I'm dating is free now on these weekends, right? Whereas the weeks are busy. So she expects that to be gone because I need to nurture that for the future I want. I, I don't disagree with that, but I will say this. The reason why I invest time in the people that I love, regardless of the, our type of relationship, is if my partner died, if my partner and I break up, you you have to hold space for the people that you just agreed. Love. Because so, a lot of people let their friends go, which is really yes. fucked up. A lot of people. But I definitely prioritize like my if, parents if are you first won't let then... your friends go for your relationship and your, your own personal success don't do it for a person mm -hmm. so if you're not willing to give up time for your own success i put time into practice in trouble because i want to be successful so that's my first relationship itself if i can't give me that i don't have time for nobody else mm -hmm. but for me and i think the happy medium is like what y'all both do including the trumpet with them i try to and then you letting him come out with friends oh if you don't absolutely. integrate your partner with your friendships if you're actually going to give that much time Cause there's one well, thing. Well, no, I left it up to him because I'm not going to lie. I'm a person. I don't want to be involved with any of my friends and their partners. Facts. I don't, don't. We don't have to. I don't want that right. person to be my friend. So I always let it up to him. Hey, if you want to see me, I'm out with this person right now. But I never like bombarded him with hanging with my friends. But if he wanted to see me, just know I'm showing up for someone else right now. You're more than welcome to join us. For but me, yeah, I like I, that. That's that really, was, that's healthy. That's, that's what I did with him because it, it wasn't like I'm going to invite people out. I'm out. If you really want to see me, come join. But I like I'm with this. this I also want to say, I don't mean giving a partner like five days a week of my time. That's something I actually can't just afford to give right now. But if I really do have, like right now I'm here in New York for five days. If I was seeing someone for five days in New York, as many friends as I need to see, if I was dating someone, I might have to catch those homegirls on the next trip to prioritize the relationship that, again, I have an end goal with a relationship for me right now. Like, motherhood i'm 32 years old as mandy just told me uh, a few hours ago i'm 31 for another three weeks but like no like my clock is ticking so it's like i'm a lot more intentional and my bitch has been my bitches forever yo like we've been in the clubs forever we've been on trips forever i much like you we internationally trip with our friends you know what i mean and sometimes i i have those waves with them that I appreciate that they understand too because I kind of need that right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when I have more free time and I'm single as shit, hell yeah, bitch, you got me in Italy for four weeks so we could trick off on a boat. But I do think in this minute, not we was just talking about you. Oh, yeah, because we about to go. <laughs> we were talking about making time for friends, except for you. And I said, a Sunday <laughs> will be every Sunday. We about to go get drinks. So anyway. This is, this is this by is the way, my friend and my, my ex was jealous of. 
in my poly relationships. She and I didn't do it know every I episode. Poly. I didn't know I was poly until now, but I'm poly with my friendships. And it's crazy because I yeah, love them. It's, it's not and, and I, let, and I it, let them know my friends. Manny got come, a family tree. Oh, yeah. My, my friends come before my partners. My career comes before my partners. Yeah. And that is something that they have to accept when they come into my life. And I tell so, people the same thing because it love don't pay bills. It sure does. <laughs> the I, Trump it do. Listen, I tell my partners, listen, if I have to work, the one thing I don't want you, don't, don't complain about me working. You can complain about me not giving, not being attentive, not being intentional, a lot of things. I have to work. I have goals. My life goals are more because uh, my, my life goals are more important. Videos. You, you, you put out some content, sir. My life goals are very important. I love that. It, it affords me the, the luxury and the things that I do enjoy. I yeah. love that. I love that. Well, for anyone listening, for anyone who enjoyed you, by the way, the, the conversation today. Great. Hope that you guys took a lot from it. They were like, like y'all could have talked way but, more about. But, but for those that want <laughs> to support you, follow you on OnlyFans or support any of your links. Where can they where can they follow and support? So uh, it's Naked Trumpeter on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife. Um, for OnlyFans, it's Naked Trumpeter XXX and Black on Black Love XXX. Great By the way, name. all of those will be in the description of this episode. We truly, truly, truly hope that you enjoyed this episode because, baby, this is how we wrapping up Black History Month, honey. Um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. You'll get to see some great BTS from our taping today here at WTF Media. Y'all, thank y'all for tuning in yet again. This has been another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.